Yes, yes. Welcome to another episode of Views from the Box. Nana, how you doing after the Views from the Box, Darby? No, I'm chilling, fam. Are you? Because it's kind of hot at the minute. If City win all their games, they win the league. And that's the first time they've been in this position in the running. And now me, they, 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 they won 16 games in a row, fam. Unprecedented, which is more than what they did in 1819, bro. If that happens, he's got to take on the team, bro. 16 games in a row? Yeah. That is crazy. <laughs> It would be unprecedented, but the way they're playing, it's looking like like it. But bro, we'll get on to City later. What a game that was! Well, for the neutral, what a game that was, don't you think? Yeah, that was a great game. That was a great game. First forty minutes, our Arsenal were great. Um, one final stage, I'm very disappointed about defending, man. Our defending as a unit was was, was shambolic really, yesterday. From the really, minute on, was pretty like, poor. It's really getting under my skin. Obviously, individuals have their good games here, but as a unit, whereby everyone is in unison, it's not good for them. It's, it's getting under my fucking skin, because that's been like that since the turn of the year. Not, not even turn of the year, fam. Since we entered the second half of the season, officially. Our friend hasn't, hasn't been the best anymore, which is really annoying me, because that needs to be patterned up between the end of the season. What went wrong yesterday, though? Because first 40 minutes, you guys were decent, even though we had a couple of chances. But then... On the 40th minute on, the game changed. We're not winning our duels. Like, trying to play for fouls, when, when the referee is inherently biased, um, Liverpool are allowed to go in hard on us, which is fair. If, you, if you're going to let, let the game flow, why not allow both sides to do the same thing? Because anytime Arsenal try and match Liverpool physically in terms of challenges, the referee will blow for a foul. But when Liverpool did it, the referee will play on, like, seriously, like, be consistent. If you're going to let fouls go, let it go for both sides. But what was my with Arsenal players here, was them trying to play for the foul. Just stay on your fucking feet, get back up, and get back into position. But that was what was going on my yesterday. Yesterday, we were not tracking back as a team good enough. And thirdly, we're not winning our duels in the middle, especially away from home. If you're gonna, for you to regain control in the game, you have to win your duels and your second balls. Once you do that, you can get some you can get some time on the ball. And we didn't do that, so therefore, it turned into a tight defense defensive us trying to play on the counter, which was very annoying. Yeah, it was peak. And like I said last week, like we still have the players to like grab control of the game because from the 40th minute on, we just controlled that game from then to the end of the game. Yes, you guys had chances, but from the balance of play, we were the better team. And yeah, you guys, it was very weird. You guys just started making mistakes that you didn't make in the first 40 minutes. In terms of challenges, you were there slower. It was easier for us to play through you and you guys weren't getting out as quickly. So like, the shift in that, it was a bit concerning. And you guys have Ramsdale to thank that you didn't lose that game. Because if it wasn't for him, you guys go away with no points. I haven't had a two-goal lead. And I don't think you would have blown a two-goal lead in ages. And people are forgetting your salary, Mr. Penn, bro. Yeah, that too. Uh, also for the same two points drops. Based on the second half here, we forfeited the right to three points. If you had played well in the second half and conceded those goals here, you can say two points drops. But on the balance of play, we should hold four five. But but on, on our certain teams, yeah, we have a competent shot stopper, you get me, fam. So it didn't turn to a massacre, fam. Now, now Razzle's done one. I remember speaking to my brother before the game, like in terms of, and we tweet, tweeted as well, in terms of best in the league, best in Europe, Razzle's name needs to be up there because this is what his second season that he's performed at a very decent level and he's elevated from last season. Yeah, 100%. Already a decent base. And at the moment, if you go through the top keepers in the league, they're not many better than him apart from... Only Alisson's better than him. Only Alisson's better than him. I'm sorry. I'm not hearing no Nick Pope bullshit. 
David De Gea, make me laugh. David Raya, that midget. I'm not hearing that. Only Alex is. No, why are you telling Faraya, bro? That's your boy. The Faraya, that is good here. But also, fans talking loose on Ramsdale saying that we need to replace him with David Raya, fam. These fuckers all watch Raya week in, week out, fam. I watched Brentford games this season. The guy, like, a couple of goals here, Raya lets in. You're thinking, do you do better there? Or if it was a bit taller, yeah, he gets to that. So even that, when they face us at their, at their ground, they hit his header. He almost got there, but because he's short, yeah, he couldn't get to it. So Arsenal fans need to shut the Arsenal who keep on dying Ramsdale, shut the fuck up. Ramsdale's 25. The way these guys scream about, oh, Magnon, we need to get Magnon. What was Magnon doing here in his mid 20s, How old is Magnon? He's 27, 28, bro. He's, he's in, in his prime. Yeah, he's, a, yeah, he's approaching those years. He needs so, to, so, so Arsenal fans who doubt Ramsdale, need to shut the fuck up here. Stop being dickheads. He saved you yesterday, 100%. This season in general, that, that save against Villa at 2 2. Against the Pope, against uh, Bailey. Yeah. Um, the, the Spurs away performance. Spurs at home, which Charleston's um, top up, that could have easily made the 1-0 to Spurs. Or as it could have made it 1-1 before they got the penalty. Multiple times here, Ramsdale has kept the game state in our favour here by his crucial save. And even now, his 1v1s has improved massively. Last season, yeah, if the player got 1-1 Ramsdale, yeah, you were bricking it. You because, because, because he would have dived too early or too late. Right now, he's timing it perfectly. And I couldn't be more proud of Ramsdale, man. Like, he's proving people wrong and also seem to respect him. Because Oz fans keep on talking loose on his name, yeah. You got idiots on, on the TL saying that Pickford is better, fam. So Oz fans need to start backing their players and stop talking shit. Now, Ramsdale yeah, is England number one. That's that's okay. But yeah, back, back to the game. He, yeah, he, he was yesterday. He, he definitely saved you guys. Oh, also, Gabriel as well. Gabriel was amazing. Immense performance from him. And to be fair, he's one of the defenders of the season. Yeah, since the World Cup. Well, you can see that with a lot of also players, but Gabriel especially, and that second-half performance, like... Colossus, man. When yeah. we're going forward, we're always trying to put Salah against Gabriel. And credit to Salah. Salah wasn't shying away from it. He always wanted the ball. He, he yeah. with it. But Gabriel matched him, and that was a bit... He did lose him for the goal, but on in the bounds of things, he was brilliant throughout that game. That, even him, that goal was unlucky for him, man. Gabriel got there first, year, but he, the clearance ricocheted off Salah and, and directed it back to goal. So even that, he was unlucky. Well, brilliant pressure from Salah there then. But uh, I'll say like those two in terms of playing yesterday, I'll say those are your two best players. Martin as well. Martinelli, he was hard yesterday. And he's he's been having a good season. 14 goals, no penalties. Inside forward at his age in the league. That is what like elite youth level production right there. And He's had a breakout season. We said a couple episodes ago, he's arguably your most disrespected player because when you were linked to Mudrig, even in the media, people speak about Mudrig as if he'll come in and start. When you got Leandro Trossard, there was a period where they were thinking that he should start on the left. I, I remember against Everton when he didn't play well. But he, he's had dips, and I feel like every young player, every player has dips. But on the balance of things, he's been brilliant this season. And yesterday, he, especially in the first 40 minutes, he was cooking the life out of Trent. It was actually key. But then, even though, yes, Konate helped, Robinson helped, he was still a threat. And to get a goal and assist at Anfield, with, to add to that performance, absolutely brilliant for Martinelli yesterday. But they were definitely your three best players. But what, why do you think, like, what changed? Because you were in complete control. Do you think Arteta could have changed things? Do you think he actually told you guys to drop? Or do you think... You, you first things first, yeah. I think Arteta was worried about holding because even though holding wasn't doing much wrong, yeah, he's still a liability in the fact that he doesn't read the game properly. So 
that change keeps your coming on you or to overcompensate for holding you being a liability. Maybe Tierney could come on 10 minutes earlier, but that Kivio change was wrong. Was the wrong move. And Tierney should have, should have come in place of Kivio instead. If that's going to be the change we're going to go with. People may say, oh, we should have taken Erdegaard off or Jesus off, but Jesus is coming up from a serious knee injury. Yeah, yeah, you had to manage his minutes. And then yeah. also, Odegaard was not affecting the game at all. I think that was one of his worst games this season. No, also, he was not off the game. Also, if, if we had got, if we had put ESR on and tried to push for the win here, and, and we got done in transition, people be here complaining, oh, why did you try, why didn't, why didn't we shut up shop here and, and try get a point instead of going for the win? So I think one of those ones, the only thing you can get under a title for was the Tierney change coming too late. Everything else here, if it, if it did, if it went well, people wouldn't be saying, oh, wrong change. But if you kept Odegaard, if you put ESR for Odegaard instead, <laughs> people would have said, oh, we, we threw away a point to try and go for the win. So, so you agree that Odegaard had to come off? Because I don't think Odegaard played well yesterday. No, the, 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 he didn't deal with the physicality at all. And even on the ball, he wasn't as influential. Now, that's why uh, you can see why Arteta wants uh, Kaiseido or Declan Rice. This type of game, if you're one of those guys, yeah, they can help you regain control, start your players like Odegaard can get onto the ball closer to the opposition's goal. So yeah, that's, that's just enough. So that, that, that can be easy remedy tactically because it's not every away game Odegaard is going to be in amongst the door so that's not his game. Like for, He's even done well yet to, to, be, to even improve his goal winning away from home this season. So I was trying to lay off, like, off game, but seeing the takes, like, all the guys always go to away games here, people can shut the fuck up. This guy went to White Hart Lane and bust it. So people need to relax about all the guys in away games, man. Now, but with away games, though, he needs to turn up uh, Newcastle and he also needs to turn up at the Etihad because those are going to be two big away games in the running. You can't afford to come away from those two games without a win. And I feel like he'll be influential in both of those wins. Especially Newcastle one. Um, for, for Etihad, we just, we just we just need to get a result. We leave there, we need to point it. We're good to go. Yeah, don't Newcastle. Lose, don't lose that game against Man City. Yeah, Newcastle needs to be three points, but again, we need Saliba back because right now, playing holding here, Ben White is having to do the job of two people because he can't overlap as much in those type of high-stakes games here because holding can't hold it, hold it down himself. So Ben White, even yesterday, that chance where Saka pulled across the goal, that's normal game. You've been why it's there on overlap here trying to get, get the goal. But because he's having to think about, oh, what if we get caught in the transition, holding can't cover himself. Then why it was always be seen for that for that chance. So yeah, holding playing yeah, really affects us in these type of games, especially we can get away with it against the relegation fodder, but in the high stakes games, you against the back. quality. And we had like the only the reason why White was worked because we had the quality to hurt you guys on the transition, which we did quite a couple of times. Like we might not have gotten a chance out of it, but we use it to gain control. We get the ball, we get the ball forward. And if we have to recycle it, you guys are all, already all the way back and you can't counter press. But I feel like that's one good thing that Liverpool did yesterday. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. But yeah, man, Arsenal, if they're not going to rule out Salido for the season, just pump him with painkillers, man. Like He said that, he said that not, too, not too long ago. And... Like because, I, because right, right now they're saying nothing, saying oh, he, he, we're trying, we, we're, we're trying to rehab him, we're trying to, we're, we're trying to get him fit for the for the Newcastle uh, Man City games before it was for the Liverpool game. If he's if he's very unlikely that he's going to be back for these big games here, just rule him out for the season because those are the two games we needed him the most. Yeah, if available for those games here, you might as well just end the season. We've got City in two and a half weeks. We've got Newcastle two weeks off for City, so in the next six weeks we're playing Newcastle and City. If he's not available for either game, yeah, just end the season and just let him get his surgery. 
What's what's wrong with him? What's his injury? I'm following that. It's actually a lower back injury that might need surgery. That needs surgery long term to correct it. And and apparently it's, it's an injury that plagued him when he was um coming through the ranks at Saint-Étienne. So it's something that's reoccurred. Yeah, he definitely needs to get that sorted as soon as possible because we've seen how injuries have killed the youth players. Because we really look at Michael Owen when he didn't get surgery on time. So yeah, he needs to get that fixed ASAP. But uh, on on to my team and bro, I can't lie. Even though we've been crap this season, first forty minutes, I think you guys did so well to silence Anfield. I rated how we came back because even though yes. You guys were making mistakes, but it's not as if our quality wasn't there. Henderson actually played like it was 2019. Even though that shouldn't fool anyone, he still needs to be on the bench. Fabinho, he was winning more dues than he's won recently, even his passing forward. Trenton midfield in the invertible, what we what we said a couple of episodes that Klopp uh, should try. I'm happy that he's finally trying it, finally uh, finding tweaks to make our team better. And he needs to keep on doing that if he wants to reinvent this team. Because we saw yesterday, Trent as a flying fullback, keeping the width, as we saw in the season rather, is not producing as much creativity as if he's in the inside right role. So trying to mold him around, I don't know, Kevin De Bruyne, the way he operates, going forward, I wouldn't mind that. What do you think of Liverpool's performance yesterday? You guys should have a good account of yourselves. You held on, because it could easily turn ugly. Because if it was another team, yeah, that, that could have been 3-4 in the first half, but you guys held on and it kept on grinding. And maybe because you have a constant threat up top of Salah, so you always have an out boy in terms of that. Robertson had a, had a good good game in regards to that. It was okay. It was okay. But the main thing in the second half, the reason why you guys managed to be able to get that equaliser was the introduction of Thiago. Yeah. Like he was winning his doors and like Nick and Firmino as well. Firmino would drop it into midfield. Yeah, like as soon as Firmino came on, yeah, I was like, do not let this guy score. When this guy put up the graphic here, oh, more scores for, for Liverpool play against Arsenal, yeah, I was like, do not let the narrative be written, man. Just <laughs> and score. it was, and it was. And in his last game for Liverpool against Arsenal, he had scored the most non-penalty goals against Arsenal of any player in the league. So, like, just, just just had to be him, didn't it? Just had to be him. But he was brilliant, like. Him in that midfield role, like Thiago Six, him in the midfield role, and Henderson. It's not a midfield that we've seen, but it actually worked in terms of ball retention. Oh, yeah. he was for the game state, well. that, was, that, that, that was the right decision from, from, from Klopp. What, one person I was disappointed with here was, was Nunes, man. With Ben White on the yellow card, I thought Nunes would have been more of a threat, but yeah. But instead, he gave Ben White a holiday. <laughs> no, but, the th- but the thing is, quickly on Nunes, and... It, it kind of annoys me. I don't get the reason why we spent 68 million on the striker to stick him on the left wing. Because if we're not going to play him striker, we need, I'm sorry, we need to get rid of him. Not because I don't rate him. We can get better players for cheaper that will be more effective on the left wing. Him on the left wing, maybe in transition when there's open space, but if we're building up, bro, he's not a 1v1 demon. His touch is not the best and his passing is questionable. So he doesn't have the skill set to be a constant threat on the left. So when he came on, I was hoping that Cop would do something like a 4-4-2 diamond, Nunes and Gakpo, and then, I don't know, Salah in the 10, or Gakpo in the 10, Nunes and Salah, when Nunes is closer to the goal. But him on the wing, it's not in. I hope Klopp fixes that soon. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was very disappointed with Nunes because Ben White on the yellow card early, I thought Nunes was, was going to come on, yeah, get him behind White, force White to make a couple rash tackles, but Ben White held it down to his credit, especially on the, on the yellow card, which was harsh. 
the yellow card he got was very harsh, especially when you got the ball. And with what the ref was letting go for, for Liverpool, I don't know why he decided to book Ben White for that challenge, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, and it was, the first, it was the first booking of the game as well. So I thought, like, I thought that booking would set precedent, but it, it definitely didn't. Yeah, th- th- that's what annoyed me the most because if we're allowing a physical game, just let both sides do it then. Why? Because Konati played well, but some of the challenge Konati was doing, yeah, was no different to what Arsenal players were doing, but yet the ref was penalising us. That's why that, that's what annoyed me outside, outside the ref performance. Like, ref really took the mic yesterday. Absolutely took the mic. She was giving us a penalty at the end, though. I, I, I think it was one of those ones you're aware by. If he didn't give the one holding, he would have given that one. So, because he gave the holding one, he didn't want to give the other one. Yeah. Because he, yeah, the dude that holding one was, was a piss take. Literally, nah, hold, nah, that was holding a, one's running out. That's a penalty. Came across him. Yeah, and holding kicked his leg in the box. No. It's one of those ones yeah, whereby if 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 I, if I'm the um opposition, I'll be like, I'll take it. But if you're didn't give, it, I'll be like, okay, fair enough, it's soft. So nah, nah, nah. Holden kicked the back of his leg in the box. That's a penalty. That's a foul. I know, but both were running for the ball and just got got across it. Yeah, he got there first, and Holden did it. That's a foul. That's what football is. If you kick someone, it's it's contact. He made he made contact with Jota. That's an undisputed. No. Cool, it's a penalty, but the problem is, yeah, the rest don't apply consistently. Therefore, to us, it's like, it's a 50-50. If rest were, were, were applying that rule consistently, fair enough, it's a pen, stone rule. But because it's not applied consistently, yeah, I can't sit here and say, ah, oh, definitely a pen. It's one of those ones why, by if, if, it, if, it, if, it, if it didn't give them for me, I'll be like, fair enough. If I if I get it, I'll take it. It's one of those ones for me. Now, I hear that. For me, even though, yes, they don't apply consistently, Contact in the box in that manner is a pen. So whether they apply consistently or not, I think it's a pen. But they need to apply more consistently because I don't know how you can't give that as a pen. Yes, Jota was smart. He got there. He put his leg where it should have been. But Holden fell for it. He fell for it. He kicked him. And that, that contact was enough for him to uh, to go down. But you mentioned I, Konate. He was colossus yesterday. Oh, colossus. Oh, he he's he's the new sheriff in town at Liverpool. Like and he's proven the point that in terms of the new rebuild, the defense needs to be built around him. Because Virgil van Dijk was yes, his performance improved, but what I was seeing in the first 40 minutes was very poor. Because Konate, yes, he made some mistakes, but it wasn't fundamental like Virgil van Dijk. That that moment, I think the worst moment when Jesus got the ball on the left, skipped past him, and Dyke just cleared him. But Van Dyke was done for dead. I couldn't recover. Also, the I think the worst one was when he just beat him for the header for the second goal. Yeah, because he lost him. He, he had no idea where he was. He never. Also, really, but in terms of Van Dijk, yeah, people just lay off him because it's even a miracle that last he gave me that he gave he gave you guys that that season under a year uh, under a year after his um, ACL. And it was because, a world class season at like that. Not just any box down. It was an eight nine yeah, season because he had three, as three, four of those for Liverpool. As specialists say, it takes 18 months to get back to your previous level before your ACL injury. And he managed to give you that level last season. In, in, in all honesty, the seasons having now here should be last season. And the season had last season should be this season. Now, yeah. If, if, if it follows yeah. the same concept of uh, recovery from an ACL injury. So people should just lay off him. It's unfortunate that he got an ACL injury that late in his career, whereby it accelerated his decline. So people just lay off him. Like he's put in three to four colossal years for Liverpool. And that period, he won a league title in the Champions League. It could have been more if Pep wasn't such a freak. Yeah, but, could have had two more leagues. And yeah, we faced Real Madrid. 
deeper. We've, we've played a freak in the Premier League and and the Heritage Club and Champions yeah, League. So people need to learn with Van Dyke. Like, people need to learn with Van Dyke, man. But moving forward, yeah, it's the Klopp's duty of care to take Van Dyke out of the firing line next season. Yeah, and use him sparingly. Agreed. Agreed. That like I fully agree with that. Like people are trying to use this season as like, a, oh, I told you he's not one of the best centre backs ever. And I feel like for me that's absolute nonsense. I'm not even gonna get into that. That's for oh, we'll save that for a later episode. But that doesn't mean we need to persist with him. And he still has qualities. We saw we saw even yesterday him getting to the balls. He started to win his aerial duels. He was actually getting to balls first, but he needs to be a one game a week player. Maybe we only use him in the Champions League. Maybe we only use him in the league. But we need to get somebody competent to play next to uh, Konate. Because you saw how Konate played. If we had another Konate, the whole defence improved. Just like with you uh, holding and Saliba situation. So, now nah, Liverpool need to... No, need also, to- it's not like it, there's not an abundance of young centre-backs here with the raw materials to play alongside um, Konate. Yeah, we were we're linked with that in Dika guy. I've never seen him play from. Uh, Not gonna lie, you guys could really do better because what Indika would just be coming as Van Dyke rotation option. Wouldn't come in as yes when Van Dyke leaves you, he's the main. He will be the guy to take over and be the or go on top. But Indika would just be a steady Eddie. He can come and do a job for games, but that just show that Van Dyke will still be the main man in certain games. You want someone you can come in here and potentially take Van Dyke's place long term. And then Dika wouldn't be that type of signing, in my, my honest opinion. You could, you guys could really Fair. do better. Fair. If, if we could do better, then we should do better because we need to accelerate our return to the top as soon as possible. Because we're showing in home games, we're showing in big home games, we can still hang with the big boys. Like our players still have that quality. But also, a tactical tweak here to stop Trent having to face Wingers one on one, bro. Because clearly, this guy is never going to take defending seriously. I it's, not a, it's not a. Yeah, I thought he could as well, but I don't think he's going to take it seriously. For me, I think what you said with Van Dijk, I think we need that more with right back. Because if you can get somebody that's certain right back or implement what Pep does where he plays a right uh, right foot centre-back in... Or like how you use Akira, we use that on the right and then we move Trent into midfield so we have another midfield option. We can do that. But yeah, we need to find somebody that's predominantly defending that right-hand side and then Trent do what he wants because defending... That's all his game. And his attitude is showing me like that's never going to be his game. And that's okay. Going forward, we saw yesterday in the last 15 minutes of that game, he was brilliant. Like that's one of the best attacking displays I've ever seen him put. That, I put that on ball his man of the match FA Cup performance. He was just picking out balls from anywhere, splitting your uh, defense, moving the ball forward, side to side. And I haven't seen a midfielder do that at Liverpool for a while. So we definitely need to look at that. And I feel like this game showed us what we need to get back to the top. So we're playing against a team that's top of the table. We mm-hmm. are. We are. We saw where the weaknesses lie. Like, even though we were getting on to you, getting on to you, getting on to you, but with the amount of ball that we had, I feel like we could have created more, better quality chances. Also, often I didn't get from you guys yesterday was floating the corners over Ramsdale. Yeah. If you just just, just whipped it for, for contact, you guys could have had more joy because... Aerially, we've been a bit suspect in corners, but you guys were floating it, which made it easier for our defenders to set themselves and just win the second header and clear it. But that, that was quite surprising for me, guys, yesterday, where when you weren't whipping the corners as usual. Yeah, and no, I feel like I didn't, I didn't like our corners. Um, it was a bit weird, but now I was, I was happy with the second, with the second fifty minutes of the game, but still annoyed we didn't win it. But look, 
at the moment, we have nothing really to pay for. I feel like we should either go for Europa League or no Europe at all. But um, if you guys win all your remaining games, you could you could sneak fourth place depending on if. What I always say is, yeah, when you try win all your games and hope that someone slips up, you never know where you might end up. We never know where we might end up, but for us to win, I'm not getting carried away because we said this after we went four in a row, um, just after the World Cup, just just after the World Cup, yeah, when we went five in a row. Let's see what we do against Leeds because against Man City, we had Nottingham Forest, we failed that test. After United, we had Bournemouth, we failed that test. Now we have Leeds away Monday Night Football. We can't fail that test. So that's yeah, what you guys have to beat Leeds because Leeds, everyone is collecting three points at Eden Road. Leeds always gas up at some point. So you guys should be able to dispatch with them. Like, as, like, before the pod, I went through your, your, your final nine games. Your only hard game on paper is West Ham away because they can physically do something against you guys. But the rest year is against relegation fodder and really your, your attacking progress here should you should be able to outscore those teams away from home. If we, should, and we, we have players back so we have the closest or strongest squad for the running but look we're eighth place with 43 points after 29 games we deserve to have that many points after that many amount of games so a team that has that many points we don't normally say in the last nine games are going to win nine Nine, nine, there are many nine games. Yes, this is a better quality team, but they haven't shown that quality this season. And that's why I still feel like, even though, yes, there was some aspect of the game where we showed quality, where the tactical now some clock was good, but we've seen that in home games. And I don't want to be negative, but I'm not getting carried away. So, yes, I agree with you. Win as many games as possible and see where we can sneak. But I don't think we're going to sneak anywhere. I'll be real, bro. But moving forward for Liverpool, yeah, I think um, outside of the obviously the transfers and that, Klopp needs to do a lot of soul searching this summer because this season yeah, is solely on him. Tactically, decisions in the transfer market, this is all on him. Obviously, um, as an Arsenal fan, Liverpool's the only team I'm, I'm worried of, of of making a free horse race next season. You get me? Like I'm not, I'm not hearing anything that that bold can up at Manchester is saying talks too much. Newcastle, Eddie Howe, he's not better than Klopp. He's not better than Hag. He's not better than Arteta. He's not better than Pep. So. The difference in coaching in Newcastle will always be like. But, but do you think? Do you think? Maybe not a three-horse race, but do you think the money that he's gonna get is going to push him into the top four ahead of United if Liverpool fixes up? Now, Eddie Howe. Yeah. Uh, remember, I said it. Premier League, everyone has money, but at the end of the day, at the top end, what separates the best from the best? Quality of coaching. Look at Pep. The reason why Man City, yeah. With all this money, yeah, they've been, they've been able to cash in on it properly because they have a generational coach. Because I don't care what anyone says here, yeah, no other coach is getting the same results that Pep, Pep has gotten here yeah, with this Man City team since 2017. I don't care. The guy is that good. So I think Eddie Howe is just that stopgap, you get me? Until Newcastle get a generational coach. Let's say Newcastle hadn't got a Javier Alonso, I'll be scared because Javier Alonso is on that trajectory based on what we're seeing so far. So for Newcastle, the how right now, yeah, not a problem, fam. I don't care, not a problem, not a problem. But right now, for Liverpool, I'll be very wary as an Arsenal fan, as as a, as a third team there, just to you know, put a span in the works. But as for the rest, I'm gonna fuck. I don't care what Chelsea do, I don't care what United do, I don't, I don't care what Newcastle do. All, all honesty, like you know, you know, now I find some romantic offence here, but I'm sorry, your, your manager showed me enough. The guy cares too much about what next one I'm doing, fam. Always chatting about Arsenal, chatting about City. All that chat to start the season talking about, oh, 
Man, man you should be ahead of United, from what, what, what that FT talk, bro. That's that's from me what, what, what I needed to know, fam. So, you don't think he has the cojones to take United back to the top? Yeah, me have the cojones, but yeah, yeah, that's that's the superiority complex, fam. I was slapping down, bro. Fucking balls, man. Nah, nah, I, I fully hear that. But you, but you mentioned Man City in passing there, bro. Another emphatic win, back to back 4 1 wins. Harlan on 30 goals, two goals away from a record with nine to play. Jack Grealish doing what Jack Grealish has been doing since the turn of the, the year after the World Cup. Gundogan, Rodri, you can go on and on and on. But it seems like City have found, finally found their groove this season. This is the best we've seen them play and this is the most settled team we've seen City have all season. Yeah, Pep finally cracked his dream team. Uh, controlling all phases of play. He's finally cracked it, so yeah. The right time for them. It's, it's, it's going well. But as we've seen this season, City always drop points when you least expect. Right now, everyone's saying, yes, he's in City's hands. They're going to win every game to the end of the season. Fair enough. That's what you think. But as we've seen this season, they always drop points when you least expect it. So everyone, everyone is just into relaxing it. And they have yes. tough games coming up. I'm pretty sure the next home game is Brighton away. Um, no, they have Leicester this coming Saturday. Don't they have FA Cup this Saturday? Nah, it's a week after. Okay, so they have less. So that's Leicester away, and then they at home. They're home to Leicester. Not that it matters here, but yeah, they're, they're home to Leicester. You don't think Leicester can call an upset? Fam, Leicester are pathetic, absolutely pathetic. Their the last one was against Spurs in Feb. Yeah, it's Leicester at home. So yeah, that that Leicester game is looking like a W for Man City. But then they have Brighton before they have you. And I don't think so, you know. That was the FA Cup game. It's the FA Cup tie. Yeah, they play us after the FA Cup tie. What happened to the Brighton game? Got moved because they have um, that Sheffield United on that Saturday. So that Brighton game probably rearranged for in between Brentford and Chelsea. Yeah, that I'm putting the cut away. Now it's on the it's on the calendar yet, but before they play you, yeah, like you said, they have Leicester, Bayern Munich, um, FA Cup, then you. Be- between now and then, you need to make sure that you win every single game because yeah, two got, games we have West Ham and Southampton. Let's get six exactly. points and try to get a draw at Etihad. That's yeah, it, really. You you can't. Well, easier said than done. You can't. Easier said than done, yeah. But it's that point of the season. All season we've we've done this. When we drop points, we've recovered. Apart from that little blip um, during January into February, um, we've always we've always bounced back the following game after drop points. So that's what you guys these guys need to keep on doing because any drop points outside the city game could be terminal. So uh, that that's just how high that's how high the stakes are. Uh, I also need you to go into every every game assuming city are going to win the other games outside of our game you get me so but also right now it's literally seven points from the next three games if we want to win this title well and truly so wait you're telling me if City win every game apart from you they would have won 15 out of the last 16 games mm-hmm. nah Pep is fake man Pep and fake. and that would mean you're also the match City for the final nine games which is even more crazy which if you're also right now you match what City do and you're champions is that point in the season what as long as we match City for results, we are finishing first. 
but it only becomes techie yeah, if you start dropping silly points here and there. Yeah, your boys need to make sure that they don't drop any silly points here and there. But circling back to City, chat to you about Erling Haaland because, bro, this is a player that scored 30 goals and we've hardly spoken about him all season. Yes, we know he's arguably the player of the season, but, bro, 30 goals, 29 games, nine games to go, and he's two away from the record. Like, what we're seeing this season is just something special. And he's going bicycle kicks now. No, hasn't always scored bicycle kicks at, at, at Dortmund. Like, hasn't always been acrobatic. Yeah, he's been he's been acrobatic, but it's annoying that he's he's re-downloading that package at the minute. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, what you can say that like the guy's a stone cold killer, bro. Like, he's one of the best. We've, he's what already one of the best we've seen. He's doing. Not, what you can say about Harlan, but it's simple. He's a shooter. There's no, there's no point over analyzing Harlan's game. The guy's just a stone cold killer. He, he wakes up thinking about goals. He goes to bed and dreams about goals. That's him. Goals, 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 goals. Like, that is programming to his site. I must kill. And he's just killing it. Nothing you can do, fam. Like, one thing I will say is, yeah. You think he'll break the record against you, man? If he, if he breaks the record against us, yeah, he, they don't win the title, fam, because I'm <laughs> telling you that, like, bro, we need to leave Etihad with a point. If we come, the only way we leave Etihad with a point, yeah, if he scores at least once, that's it. If he scores once, yeah, fair enough. If he beats the record against us, yeah, we're more than likely leaving that with zero points, bro. Yeah, yeah, because I think if City scored two, I don't think you're going to score two or more, personally. Fam, like, we, we need to try to score two and hope for the best, bro. <laughs> bro, like, that game is just a shoot-up for the title, especially if we win um, our, our next two games, which are West Ham and Southampton. That game at Etihad becomes a shoot-up. Like, literally. Winner takes all, essentially. But, yeah, Haaland, this guy, fake. He's going to terrorise this league for a while, man. For, for a long while and, and the day he leaves I'll celebrate the same way I celebrated when Ronaldo left for Real Madrid bro yeah he's 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 definitely operated at that level and the big thing about him is with all these greats Alan Shearer like the highest goal scorer Shearer, Lampard Rooney Ronaldo Kane when they first came into the league they didn't blow straight away so they had those many years of like scoring 5, 10 stuff like that but Holland has just gone boom he's about to break the record and he's still young if he scores 30 goals in the net, average of 30 goals a season in the next five years, he's already on 150. 50. Also, um, has he already scored um, the most hat-tricks ever in the Premier League era already? He's up there. I'm pretty sure he's up there. <laughs> I, I don't even know the record. You can check it. He's up there. So, look, this this, this guy's got to go down. Also, he still hasn't got the pepper fragment package either, bro. Nah, he hasn't. He's definitely going to go down as one of the best strikers we've ever seen. You know, right now, yeah, one weakness I would say of him is that when defenders match up with him physically, he can't do much. He, yeah, he doesn't offer much. Like, yeah, I've always had that criticism of him, but I feel like at the end of the day, it, I, I agree with your criticism, but I know you're not using that as a stick to hit No, him. It's, it's just that that's the one weakness he has. That, that's the chink in his armour. Apart from that, yeah, I can't really say much, but yeah, he if you can match him physically, you won half the battle. But the other half he is that he's moving his elite, so... And the finishing is amazing as well. Yeah, so, um, yeah, the, the kid's cold, man. The kid's cold. But he still ain't touching Mbappe, though. Mbappe is the... Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's... I hear you, but let's 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 keep on top. Let's keep let's keep the flowers to Harlem, man. Oh, yeah, he's getting his flowers. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, the real sheriff in town is Killian M- Mbappe fan. That's, that's what I'm just saying. Because of Harlem, it's crazy because I'm pretty sure in the 38-game season, no player scored 30 goals in two seasons and it's looking like Harlem might become the first because Kane got 30 in 29 he never got 30 twice 
Salah's name going 30 twice. Right. Homie hasn't gone 30 twice. Yeah, back to back again. Yeah, Homie hasn't gone 30 back to back. Um, I think the only person to do that is Shira. Yeah. So oh, yeah, I think she did something crazy like four seasons in a row. He scored 30. <laughs> But I think, I think like two of them were in a 42-42 league season. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. But it's still kind of in the record books, you get me. But yeah, your Haaland, yeah, he's going to terrorize his league for a while. But the day yeah, he, 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 the day he, man- he manages to match physicality with defenders, yeah, as in like he starts winning physical duels with defenders, whereby, yeah, I'm a, I'm a duel you see the first war, yeah, it's over for him. Because all you can do to stop him then. You can't even bully him no more. Yeah. If he starts shrugging off defenders, yeah, it's long, bro. Yeah, if he starts with like drug, but then it's long. Like it's proper long, but now that's City are definitely picking form at the right time. And certain players are stepping up. Rodri's always been good all season. De Bruyne, we've seen him balling out. And what's that? A hundred assists for him. He's the quickest yeah, player to make it. Look, what, when that guy leaves, he's gonna be the best central central midfielder we've seen. He's arguably already, but at the moment, you're talking about how Mbappe is a sheriff in town. I don't think there's any player in the world that's better than Kevin De Bruyne apart from Kylian Mbappe, and that's insane. Yeah, you could arguably say De Bruyne's top three, top three in the world. Yeah, and he's the best player in the Premier League. He might not be the player of the season, but he's the best player in the Premier League. Oh, yeah. he, I, I, he's as he's proven in the last four or five seasons. <laughs> Even from, from the day De Bruyne stepped into this league, yeah, he was Man City's best player. Wasn't wasn't he the, the player of the season, the fans player of the season, yeah, for Man City two seasons in a row? Yeah, something something crazy like that. So it was even three it was three seasons around two. He came up from the World Cup injured, and, and, and I think it was Bernardo who won it for that season. Yeah, something when Bernardo like balled up. Now after that year, the Bruyne took over again the COVID season. Then twenty twenty one, he took over again. Then last season again, he dominated. So he's arguably been City's player yeah, for every season he's been here, apart from one, and that was an injury hit season. So he's he's, he's not a mazza. He's he's definitely a City legend. He's a Prem legend and. If City, and it's great, if City win the remaining games and they win 16 in a row, firstly, that's unprecedented. And secondly, after Haaland and Jack Grealish, Kevin De Bruyne would have played a massive role in that 16 in a row because you saw him against Southampton yesterday. Some of the things he was doing, you're thinking like, this guy is too good. Left half space, right half space, right foot, left foot. It's just quality, just like eight, nine out of 10 quality. Action. Also, remember the rubbish though, right? The money first during the league. Oh, 54 million is too much. He's overrated. Da, 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 da. That's, that, that's, yeah, that's, like that's how newspaper don't talk about. They talk nonsense, man. Right, this is how trust the UK media is, man. Rubbish. Rubbish, man. Yeah, they, they definitely got that one wrong. Because um, at the moment, he's one of the best players we've seen. He's better than all the le- a lot of legends that have played this game. He can hang with Gerard. He can hang with Lampard. He can hang with Vieira. He can hang with Keane. He's he's a he's the best central midfielder in Premier in Premier League history right now. I don't you care could about. arguably say that, yeah, hundred percent. I would agree with you. You can arguably say that at the minute, but we've been giving him his flowers. But Jack Grealish, like he's showing us what Man City bought him for. Like we we always reiterated, he's not a hundred million pound player, but another amazing performance against Southampton. He's growing his production. He's actually influencing games. He's terrorising the opposition. He's improved massively since we've come back from the World Cup. Right. The next step for him next season, yeah, is to get back to his Villa levels in terms of numbers, whereby he got like 10 goals and a couple of assists or other way around, whereby it was a couple of goals, 10 assists. I think that's where he needs to get back up to, where he was close to doing double digits, doing a double-double. I feel like he should use this nine games to be like a springboard for next season. Because if he can 
get three goals and assists or four goals and assists, that's eight contributions or six contributions. That's already a lot of contributions. Plus, he's already affecting games with the way that he's playing. He's slowly stepping up. And the peak... No, right, right now, he's on five goals, six assists in 23 games. So next season, he should really aim to go for 10-10. Yeah. 10 goals, 10 assists. I feel like a attacking player in a high-end team, that should always be the target because you have the quality around you to do that. And if you're a quality player, you will do that or at least be close to that. 100%. Actually, yeah, um, that's his, his final season at Villa was six goals, 10 assists. Yeah, brilliant. That's brilliant. And he will... Oh, so, so next season, yeah, that has to be a double-double. Yeah, he has, yeah, he has to break all records because he's approaching the age. He's not a young player. He's yeah. a player that's supposed to be in his prime. So he needs to make the most of his prime. But on the topic of City, Bayern this week, Bayern have Tommy Tuchel since Tuchel has come. Yes, they've lost in the cup, but they've uh, smacked Dortmund, as you'd expect. They just beat Freiburg 1-0. But we know Tuchel's a cup manager all by. He got knocked out of the DFP for Kyle. How do you see the Champions League game going? So, um, before Tuchel got hired, I said Man City, Man City are going to wipe from Bayern. They're still going to win, but we'll be much closer. Why, why don't you think Tuchel with this Bayern team can match and beat Man City because he's I, I still think Bayern are lacking profiles and that can help them go toe to toe with Europe's best, which is Roma did and Man City. What type like, of profiles do you think they're missing and what positions? An explosive fullback. Apart from the Avonzo Davies here, don't, don't have anyone on, on that right on that right side who can be explosive and also don't have anyone who's also I think Kimmich is also a bit of a liability in transition. Just saying. Up top, they're like, they're like a killer as well. They're rolling up to Champions League knockout stages with two promoting. Also, Mane has been, has been injured this season. He's just come from a serious injury. Mane hasn't been the same. Mane, has been, he's, he's, he's 31 now, so ain't the Mane of, of Liverpool. So, um, I just feel like Bayern are lacking certain things that could, that would have helped them do damage in C. So, you think, so you think Pep Guardiola, because... Rob, if Pep Guardiola makes it to the semi-final, he's arguably playing Real Madrid. And I'm, I'll be honest, I really feel like the winner of that semi-final... Yeah, wins the Champions League, yeah, essentially. Wins the Champions League. I think yeah. the Champions League comes from this side, honestly speaking. Yeah, yeah. I don't it was obvious from, from, from the moment the draw was made, I said that yeah. this title produced the winner. So, um, Real Madrid will absolutely wipe the floor of Chelsea. I don't know what Chelsea oh, fans yeah. are Like, Chelsea fans are saying, yeah, we, we can do... It. Nah, Lampard is just trash. Like, Chelsea are holding five at what Bernabeu. And they're holding four at Stamford Bridge. If Roman did allow Chelsea, you predicted, you predicted ten two with us. Now, and what did we get? We got six two. So you predict, okay, let's see. Now, actually, now ten nil on aggregate. Now I'm going for ten nil aggregate, fam. That must happen, fam. Now you're violating. Now you're violating. You're hoping rather than speaking back. You're violating. But no, I like. I think Chelsea Lampard are like, in charge. It could easily happen, bro. Yeah. No. No. Lampard is in charge, and also it's not as if the team is high in confidence at the minute. Even the game against Dortmund, yes, they played well, but I feel like it was more of Dortmund paying Chelsea. Yeah, that, it was more of Dortmund lacking the profiles here to kill Chelsea. Dortmund had no pace out wide. No pace out wide and in transition through the middle as well. Yeah. yeah. Bellingham was too deep for him to carry the ball forward. Yeah. And Real Madrid, yeah, got Kroos, Modric, Kamavinga. Like, even too many years, he's riding bench now. Kamavinga is now running that midfoot. After doing shoots at left back here, he's finally getting his um, opportunity in midfoot and he's doing well. Vinny is having another, another great season. Rodrigo is now get, getting Vinny, into him at the right time. Vinny is the second best wing in the world after Mbappe. 
No, Vinny. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. Like, is, is Mbappe, Vinny, then Saka for Them three. Best wings in the world right now. On form, yeah. On yeah. form. That's key on form. Because Salah's still there. Don't, don't think Salah's coming back. Don't, don't watch this. Oh, 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 also, Salah, even you know, the side note, yeah, Salah's what? 31 this summer? Like, you, guys also, need some, you guys also need to have someone in for him as well, fam. You don't know when Salah might, might, go, over, uh, might go over a cliff, fam. You need someone to, you know, take up the garbage minutes, fam. Nah, I hear that, but I feel like Salah's going to play to like 33, 34. I think he I know, but, but I'm just saying, uh, you, like, uh, if, if you want to elongate his career and keep him... No, no, 100%. I know like, what you mean. You want like 28, 30 starts, yeah, that, that's good for him. But those little games, yeah, that you don't need him playing, bro. Like, you let him pull his feet up and coach on the bench, fam, and relax. Nah, nah, I do. Because I, he, he's I, getting to that age, fam. Like, yeah, he's going to luxury, fam. Like. Yeah, true. No, it, it is a good point because even with Real Madrid, when they're going for the Champions League, their games were in La Liga. That's when the Iscos and the Moratas, they'll come in and then the Real Madrid players would rest. And people are always wondering how Luka Modric at 37, how is he able to do it? He's not. <laughs> if you even, if I, like, we'll continue the conversation. If I go through Luka Modric's starts in the league, I know over the past 10 years, it hasn't been as high as people think because, and that's, that's a good point. And that's probably why these players have been able to play at a high quality for so long. So now it's a good point with, uh, but back to the Champions League, I feel like I'm happy that it's back. I'm very intrigued to see what the Italian teams do. Uh, Napoli, they got a warning in Syria and they need to make sure that... They, no, they need Osman fit. Because with Osman, yeah, they struggle to give me the ball stick in the final third. I uh, serious stuff about Kibichka saying that he's, he's this and that room to level, yeah, but with that Osman, yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit ghosty, fam. Like, he, he seems like Kibichka is Robin and Osman is Batman, literally. Nah, it is, it is, it is. Because, like, Osman has the physical capabilities to to pin defenders, to make the ball stick. He's tall as well. When he's not there, they play players that float around. And, yes, it's good if you're playing football, but if you need an out for your players, un, under pressure, they need to be 10 out of 10. And it's going to be peak in the Champions League. I think Milan has the psychological edge because being the fourth, the fourth. Oh one, no, no reply. Also, was Osman Osman not on the pitch? Now, also he he wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. But but Leal was dancing, doing the gritty. He was laughing their yeah, faces. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't be letting Leal do the gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they held four. Yeah, man was dancing on your pitch. Bam, that's worse than what um, Lingard did, fam. Nah, it's the same, man. He really walked and moonwalked, bro. Yeah. And since then, United have not won at Emirates, fam. Yeah. I'll punish them. <laughs> oh, no, that was funny. But, bro, on that note, amazing game. I feel like this game has made the tire race a tiny bit more exciting because... Oh, yeah. But before the game, I said... Win, I, I, I said 23 points, 22 more to go, fam. God willing, we do it. Nah, let's see. Let's see. On, on to... Who's the next for you, West Ham? And on yeah, West Ham away. Leeds who, who, who be coming off the back of a Europa League t- or of a Conference League tie? So we need to take advantage. Yeah, you definitely do. But you also have an oh no, you don't, you're out. Yeah. A full week to recover. As uh one of our coaches said, preparation are already in motion for, for West Ham. Now nah, that's good. That's good. But guys, this has been another episode of Views from the Box. Take care. <laughs>